0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable.
1: This is the Son Outdoors Podcast. like a sack He's dead right. Hey guys, with the hunts right around the corner, I know you all are getting ready, getting your bows dialed in, you're getting your backpacks all set up, and you're also worrying about getting your camo ready. If you're looking for some new camo, don't overlook the King's Camo XKG line. They just released their preacher pant, which is an awesome pant. It features some removable knee pads. It also has some hip vents that'll help you regulate body temperature. Keep you warm on those chilly mornings, but be able to dump the heat when you're hiking around in the afternoon. Um, 275 grams fabric weight, and these things are money. They're modeled after the popular Ridge pant, and they also come in four awesome colors. The desert and mountain shadow patterns, as well as some solids featuring the charcoal and the dark khaki. If you guys are looking for a new pant, definitely go check out these preacher pants, at kingscamo.com. When you check out, don't forget to use our discount code, SON, at checkout, and you'll save yourself 15%. So go check them out and get ready for the hunts, guys.
2: Okay, well, welcome to a SON Outdoors podcast. Yeah. Hey, here we go. I'm here with Wyatt Barber of... Racks and Spurs, Outdoors, and Wyatt Barber Photography. Yeah. Where are we, Wyatt?
0: We are in our gym here in Fort Collins, um, Gracie Fort Collins. What uh, What gym is that? Um, it's our family gym. We've been running this gym for um, eight solid years, so yeah. What do you guys do here? We train wrestling, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, just about everything to yeah. do with fighting, so... And you, yeah. you teach a class, you said? Yep, I teach. My sister teaches, and then uh, my dad runs the desk. Right on. Your dad doesn't do any teaching? Uh, not, not right now. Not He's right now. He's a little now. bit busy, but yeah. Gotcha. So how old are you teaching classes here? Um, I'm 17. Right yep. on. Yep, just turned 17, so. And you
2: you get a lot of funny looks of dudes coming I, in. I
0: get a little, bit of, a little bit of a look when, some, when a 40-year-old dude comes in. He kind of looks at me a little yeah. weird, but uh, when I beat him up, he gets the... He gets the gist.
2: He gets humbled pretty quick. Yeah. Decides to sign up for a class, huh? Yep. There you go. We're right on. So, um,
0: why don't we start with just a small intro on who you are? Okay. Um, so like you said, I'm Wyatt Barber. Um, just a super avid outdoorsman. And I, I've been that way for as long as I remember, just raised that way. And then, uh about 3 years ago I got into photography just kind of went along with it I saw a lot of the other outdoor pages and stuff um just just posting photos and stuff like that and then it uh, got me into photography but I've always been super super big into the outdoors fishing hunting riding motorcycles anything outdoors yeah. and then uh yeah just kind of picked up the camera about 3 years ago and it's it's a pretty good combination the outdoors and Photography it goes along pretty good, so that's that's the big thing. You know, we're always out there enjoying these these moments and these places,
2: and uh, you always want to try and take a piece of that home with you. And for sure, Camera's always a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. You yeah, always try to think of the old Instagram or social media and stuff like that, kind of just like a a digital journal. Yep, you know, I think if you treat it like a, it's just it's just for you and your memories and stuff. Oh yeah, it goes. I'll,
0: I'll take a picture, and now. I look back at my old pictures and it's it's pretty crazy where how far I've come just in just in the few short years that I've been doing this, just to look back on Instagram and be like, that's where I started. It's just mm-hmm. pretty cool. Pretty cool platform to keep your photos stored and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can go back and see a little your, your little thoughts and your blurb yeah. and stuff.
2: I mean, that, it really is just kinda like a little journal entry yep. every time you make a post, you know. It's kinda cool. Yeah, for sure. So Outdoorsman, f- photographer, um, which started Rax and Spurs, right? Yep. That's kind of
0: kicked it off. So when when did you start Rax and Spurs? Um, about the same same time I started photography. Um, I started photography and filmmaking, and then I, we started Rax and Spurs because I wanted a platform to share it. I wanted something that I could like, share my photos and share what I create and uh, just had to come up with a name and rocks and spurs just kind of felt right, and uh, we just started rolling with that. Right on. you guys have horses or anything? Oh, uh, We don't. So why, yeah. why spurs? Uh, spurs, so spurs, what you get off of turkey. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. There you go. So that's like what you keep off of turkey, um, and that's pretty much all we do right now is turkey hunt and elk hunt, so it kind of just went with it. That makes a lot more sense yeah. to me now. Yep. There we go.
2: Well, that... And that that rolls right into a big question I have for you. I, I want to talk about your, your turkey video you put up a little, a little while ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That one got kicked off YouTube for a little bit. Is it back on? It's back on. Oh, there. good. Yeah. Very cool. What what happened there? Like why? Um, I think, I don't know, YouTube just kind of kicked us off because, I don't know, I think there's probably a gun in there or something and uh, didn't like it, but they... Or headless turkeys. Yeah, or headless turkeys. Yeah. But uh, they they reviewed it and we were able to put it back up. So that's good. So yeah, you guys do a lot of turkey hunting. Yeah, a lot of turkey hunting spring. And that turkey hunt you
2: put up this spring, what'd you call it? I forgot the name.
0: Um, I changed the name just because YouTube asked me to. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's just Turkey Double now, um, at five yards. So I a think that's it. Five yards. Yeah. But what was the original name? The original name was youth turkey hunt um shotgun double no it was like a like a thor's hammer in
2: there somewhere something like that like laying the smack down on some turks or something
0: Mm, i'm trying to think now it was like uh yeah i can't remember i wish i would
2: have wish i would have written it down or something before it got taken off
0: um it was a cool name. It
2: had like a really cool, like, I, yeah, like oh, there, I got to see that.
0: There um, was, because I had to change it, because YouTube's like, you got to change your, because I tried to put it back in as the same thing. Yeah. They're like, no, that's like, not no. going to happen. Bother. So uh, I had to change it. But, yeah, um, I can't remember. I can't remember either. So what's, uh, without giving too
2: many spoilers away, because we want people to go watch the video. Yeah. But what's the gist of the video? What happens?
0: The gist of the video is... Um, Myself and my brother, my uh, 15-year-old brother, we stocked up, open on op- some open ground, public land, and uh, it's it's pretty crazy. It's unlike any other turkey hunt because it's wide open. There's no cover, and uh, usually, if you've ever turkey hunted, that's not like how you turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. Normally, you sit in blind and you call, and you know, or you sit under them and wait for them to fly down. And on this hunt, we just we're walking out in like the sagebrush, which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, just heard a couple turkeys gobble over the hill and ended up stocking up on them and ended up killing two of them. So it's a, it's a pretty sweet video um, and pretty crazy that we that happened. But
2: yeah. Well, it's an
0: awesome video. Yeah. It is a cool video. So that wasn't the
2: only turkey hunt you did this year, though,
0: was it? No. So we usually travel Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, and uh, we, didn't do as good this year, just because we didn't get out as much. But we still did pretty good. Dude, it seemed like you guys were out every weekend. Yeah, or in the middle of the week sometimes. Yeah, like, oh, we it's Wednesday to. we're leaving. We're taking off. Yep, yep. That's usually we try and get out there before everybody else does. Um, weekend usually seems to be pretty busy. So, mm-hmm. so you, your dad, and your brother. Yep.
2: Did your sister hunt with you guys at all?
0: Um, nope, so it's just usually us, um, Macy, three. my other sister, is usually busy training, and then uh, my little brother went with us one trip, and uh, our other little sister went with us lo- one trip, but it's usually just us three. Gotcha. So between the three of you, how many turkeys
2: did you get this year?
0: Um, Probably around eight or nine, if I had to guess. Yeah. After a while, you lose track. You just stop counting. You, you just, just stop counting. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So are they, are they all gone, or you got some in the freezer still?
0: Um, we did have some in the freezer, and then our uh, freezer died yesterday. No. Which was like one of the hottest days of the year here in Colorado. Did you lose everything? And or? we lost about 50, 60 pounds of elk meat, oh, deer no. meat, and turkey. So no. that kind of sucked, but um, yeah. So we did have some turkey left over, and uh, now we don't. That sucks. Yeah. I always hate wasting stuff like that. And you
2: can't help that. Like, that just happened. Yep. That's a bummer. Well, so what do you... How do you like to prepare turkey? What's your favorite Um, way to do
0: it? My dad puts them on the grill. You guys breast them out first? Yeah. Do you pluck the whole thing? Yep. No, so we just... When we kill the turkey, we'll go up there, breast it out, take the beard, um, take the legs, and then uh, we'll take it home and just throw it on the grill. And he'll marinate it for, I think it's like a day. And then uh, we throw it on the grill, and that's like the best way to eat them. What do you marinated it? I'm not sure. I'm not just the one who makes it. I just sick eat recipe, it. Huh? Yep, I just eat it. <laughs> so, uh, but they come out really good. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and turkey's
0: good. Yeah, turkey's really good. Turkey's really good. You
2: always see guys, uh, the hardcore guys, you know, like Hank Shaw and yep, some of those other big names up there on the social media guys, and uh, they're all they're taking every part of the bird, you know. Yeah, those guys they're shaming people for leaving the tip to the wings yeah. and stuff, you know, <laughs> those guys are hardcore, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't beat grilled breasts. And oh, legs, yeah. That's good.
0: It's really good.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um, you were saying you, you guys didn't draw anything else though this year.
0: Um, we didn't, we didn't draw any, happen to draw any tags. Um, Colorado for us is just, um i don't we we drew a few last year and then this year nothing um so we're hoping that we come back pretty strong next year if we get lucky we're just gonna do over the counter stuff um we'll do some over the counter this year um we are thinking about maybe heading down to idaho um i think idaho Idaho, yeah you can do Uh up to idaho i think uh you can do some over the counter stuff there so
2: yeah i mean i start hunting out of state it always gets more expensive but uh it's definitely good hunting in idaho
0: yeah yeah. My dad used to hunt there, so we may do that. The only problem with that is down up there, you <laughs> you enter the food chain in Idaho. So
2: yeah, well, kind of are out here, but not as much. I mean, there not are as much black bears, but no one's really getting eaten by black bears. Yeah, but yeah, Idaho, you're uh, you're some grizzly town, aren't you?
0: Yeah, there's some wolves up there and stuff like That's that. Right,
2: wolves and everything. But uh, yeah, things get crazy pretty quick. Yeah, start changing who the top predator is. You know. Yep yeah so um besides your turkey video well first of all what's um what what's your youtube handle how do people find that
0: um so we're racks and spurs outdoors on youtube as well and uh yeah cool so people want to start watching these videos right now in the middle of this podcast they go start looking them up yep just search racks and spurs outdoors and we'll pull right up so awesome go check us out
2: so you got the turkey video is that your most recent video
0: um I should have done yes, more research yes, before I came. That is our first, that is our latest video, yeah.
2: Is it your latest video only because you had to repost it? Yeah. So had you not had to repost it.
0: Um I still think it would be our latest video. Okay. If I'm pretty sure, yeah.
2: Gotcha. Um but you guys have a couple other videos I'm very interested in. Yeah. Yes. Uh specifically. It'd be great if your dad was here. We could have him talk about his elk. Oh um, yeah. Because that that's a good that's a good video. But uh, why don't you give us the rundown on that? Again, without giving right. spoilers away because right. people got to watch this. It's just a cool
0: video. Yep. Um, I still regretted to that day, not going with him. I remember we were leaving camp, and he's like, you can go with me or you can go with your brother and uh, film because I didn't draw a tag that year. So he's just like, I was just the cameraman. He's like, you can go with me or you can go with your brother. What year was this? Um... I think it was last year, last year. Really? Yeah, when he shot that bowl. So when I watched it last year, it was pretty, pretty
2: recent. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was thinking it was like um, two or three
0: years before that. No. So he, we left camp and I decided to go with my brother for some reason. And, uh, I regret it still because every time he tells the story, he's like, it came down and I sent him with a camera, but, uh, didn't happen to get on film. You yeah. know how that goes. Oh, yes, I do. And, uh. <laughs> Yeah, so the bull comes down, and he didn't get on camera, but he, he every time he tells it, he's, like, coming to perfect view. If you would have went with me, with me it would have been, like, a perfect video. Yeah. Um, so, sadly, on the actual video, we don't have the kill, which I, I still, re- re- like, really regret. Yeah. But it's still a really cool video. Um, I just actually watched it yesterday, and it's still actually really fun to watch. But, yeah, that was his um, second-to-biggest bull. His biggest bull was uh, i think three years ago he killed a 347 and then this year this one was 331 so uh yeah archery um public land 331 that's that's pretty heck yeah that's that's like unreal that's a Um, good that's a good bull yeah it's a real good bull yeah so
2: yeah i mean it's like you said it kind of stinks not having the the kill shot you kind of regret that but but honestly for me like watching that video and then watching what happens when he walks back into camp and tells everybody, like, "Dudes, you're not gonna believe this." Yeah. Like that. That to me is better than any kill shot. Yeah. Because a kill shot kind of get a little gratuitous sometimes, you know. People just take yep. it for advantage. Um. But uh, yeah, just just the whole experience of him coming in and telling you guys what happened. Yeah, it was,
0: it was crazy. The night before, he uh, so last year he had arm surgery. He tore his bicep tendon. And uh, wasn't actually supposed to draw his bow at all. So he was able to get a crossbow permit through Colorado. They were like, they talked to his doctor and whatever because so, he wasn't supposed to draw his bow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started out the season he hunted the last week is the only day that he hunted. Uh, me and my brother had been up there for a few weeks before hunting. And uh, he's like, I'm only going to hunt the last week. So obviously that's the best time to hunt. So he went up there. And he he brought his crossbow and his actual bow, and uh, he's like, if I'm going to bow hunt, I'm going to bow hunt. I'm not going with a crossbow. Yeah. So we left the crossbow to camp, hadn't shot his bow all year, headed into the woods, and uh, he went by himself, had a 370-inch bow come down on him, and he drew and couldn't get the shot off and uh, come back to camp and told us that story. We're like, yeah, whatever, 370-inch <laughs> bow. And then uh, he's like, all right, I'm going up there tomorrow night. And that's he, he went up there the next night and ended up shooting that bull. And uh, we, we we still can't believe that he was able to get his bow drawn, but that was his first shot of the year, second time drawing his bow of the year. And uh, it was on a, a monster bull. Yeah. Kinda that's the, the 330
2: bull, right? Yep. they shot last year. Yeah. Yeah. What's that video called?
0: Um, That's Colorado... I should really have the names of these down. Yeah. Um, that's Colorado Public Land Archery Elk Hunt. Gotcha. Yep. Easy to find. Easy to Some find. Good keywords in there. Yeah. And yeah, just go to Spurs Outdoors. Yeah. And you'll it's find right it. It's right on
2: there. Right on there. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good one. That one gets me all fired up because just the whole camaraderie of everyone at camp and everything, like I said. like yeah. That moment is just awesome. Yep. Anyone listening, you got to go watch that. Go watch that hunt. It's cool. So the other, the other video I really want to talk about and- Hopefully we can answer some questions some people might have because I have some questions on it yeah is the the main moose hunt oh, yeah. video um give us a quick
0: overview of that hunt real quick um so my he, I think my brother was twelve at the time um maybe thirteen, and he ended up shooting that bull, which wasn't even his his uh permit it was my dad's but in Maine you can put a second permittee down on your tag and uh let let one of your family members shoot as well so my dad has been waiting for that tag that Maine moose tag for 16 years wow. and uh we woke up one morning and he started like his phone just started going off people all our friends they're like you won the lottery man like you got it <laughs> and he didn't even know what they're talking about he didn't even, He's just put, been putting in for it so long that he didn't pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. And uh, he was getting calls, like, from all over. People in New York calling him, like, you drew and the main moose tag. <laughs> and uh, we got the tag, and they so you have an option. You're like, who do you want to put down as your second permitty? And I had shot a bull that year with my bow, so my brother was just, like, up to bat. And uh, so he put him down there, and uh, my my brother's never killed, an you know, with a with a bow. So he was – every year he gets pretty down when he doesn't get one. Yeah. So he was um, – I think it was October, and he was feeling pretty down. So my dad's like, I'll, I'll put you on that tag. And uh, he went out there, and my dad didn't even hunt. Like, he carried a gun, but he didn't even hunt. He was just letting my little brother go and uh, just, just happened to be um, – just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And just had a monster. I mean, for Maine, that, that bull's a monster. Yeah. Uh we, we got a good friend out there that scouts and actually guides for Moose and he was he was astonished. He's like, That's a monster bull. I mean it's, the points and really old bull, like timber bull. If you watch a video you can see his like his paddles up at the tips, he doesn't have any points, which is kinda rare for Maine because they usually have like points going all the way up but he had lived in the timber so long um just a really old smart bull lived in the timber so long that his antlers just didn't grow like they must have got rubbed off in the timber or whatever and uh, he was really a short-bodied moose because he had lived in the timber huh. and which is kind of crazy yeah and uh yeah so he he shot that bull and I mean just crazy that main moose hunt I wish I was just, once again, I wish I would have got that one on film because it would have been a perfect setup. And I thought I was gonna, and then uh, my brother had to shoot over me to actually get the shot. Oh, man. So as he was shooting, I was laying on my back. <laughs> and he shoots over me, and he's like, yeah, it's just a crazy video. Um, go check it out. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a, a good one, too. It's an awesome one. So
2: that's, that's kind of what some of the questions are, and you kind of answered some of them. I was going to ask how... Long your dad had been putting in for that. Yeah. You said six, six, about 16 years? 16
0: years. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Did
2: he even go? He went. You said he went. Created yeah. carried a rifle. Yeah, he That's went right. with us. And then uh, just let your brother take a shot. Yep. And was that your brother's first big game kill?
0: Yes. That was his first big game, yeah. Well, I shouldn't say big game because he did kill. He killed a mule, deer, um, a mule deer buck. I think it scored 150-something um, with his bow couple the year before. So oh, when wow. he was 12 and then that one he killed when he was 13. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's still, that's, that's an experience of a lifetime. That's yeah. That he, doesn't he, happen was pr- often. he was pretty lucky. Yeah. I lucky. mean, I, like, I still think about it, Like most dads that wouldn't even be like a consideration. Like, that's kind of crazy that our dad has been waiting for that tag for 16 years. And then he just up and gives it to my little brother. Like that, I mean, like, that's kind of unheard of. Yeah. A pe- like, even some of our close friends were like, really, you're not going to go do it? And he's like, I don't really, you know, he doesn't really feel the need to prove anything or go shoot a monster bowl. So he's just like, why not let let Dawson have a little bit of fun and ended up shooting a monster? Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. And
2: Maine, you, I mean, yeah, Maine does that, that, uh, Second shooter thing. Yep, that's sub-permitty. sub permittee, which is, I man, I wish more states did stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Colorado doesn't do anything like that, do they?
0: No, I, I, I don't think uh, Colorado, no. Um, Nebraska is a little bit nicer to the youth and, like, Kansas mm-hmm. as well, but Colorado's pretty harsh. Um, but Maine is the only one that I know of that you can put, like, a sub permittee down. And that can be like any age, and that be a youth. Yeah, so I think in Maine you can, as long as you have like an adult with you, you could be like six years old and behind a moose, um, wow. and behind the subpermittee. So. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Man, you mentioned Nebraska is pretty good to the youth. Yeah. What's uh What are some of the things they're doing for the youth out there?
0: So in Nebraska, you don't have to be twelve years old to hunt. Um, you can as long as you're with your um dad or mom, um. You can hunt at any age, so you could go out there. Um, like we were going out there when we were four or five years old, and not just going along. We were actually like hunting with our dad. Um, just as long as you're, as we were with him, um, it's legal for us to hunt. Which Colorado, you can't do that. You have yeah. to be 12 years old to carry a weapon. So,
2: but they also allow more tags for the youth, and at, at a better like a youth price
0: as yeah. well. Yeah, so Nebraska is really nice to youth with when it comes to the tags. You can get. For turkey tags, you can get, um, they're like eight bucks. Maybe not even <laughs> that. They might be like five bucks. And then the same with the deer. They're eight bucks and you can buy as many as you want. So, That's crazy. So yeah, it's kind of wild. That is nuts. Yeah, I was
2: looking into maybe doing some Nebraska turkey hunting this year for myself. And as a non resident over there, it was like 120 bucks for yep. a bird. And then like, I don't remember if it was unlimited or if it was capped off at like five or something. Yeah, it might be something like that. But uh, it was 120 bucks for every subsequent bird after yep. that, which I was a little bummed out about. Yeah, I I had heard, and the way I understood it at first, and what I'd hoped for was that it was 120 bucks, and it was three birds. Yeah, but that's not the case.
1: Yeah, but
0: every bird
2: costs 120
0: dollars. Yeah, I feel your pain because yeah. well, this year or last year is my last year as a youth. So uh, yeah, you'll be. Yeah, you're coming up here November. Yeah, well, this year, I think they cut you off at 16, so. Um, oh really? Yeah, so this year I was an adult and uh, had paid 125. Oh bucks, wow! So, yeah. so 16s are cut off. Yep. <laughs> That's <a> Bummer. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta live large till you're 16. Yep. And from there,
2: it's uh, it's all downhill. We get cut off. Yeah. Gotta get a real job after that, you know. Yep. Start paying for those big tags. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Last year. You know, we did the, well, you came with us to uh, our Colorado mule deer hunt. Yep. And uh, that video's going to drop real soon, we hope. I'm waiting for it. I know, I'm waiting for I'm it, ready. too. i ready. We've kind of given control of uh, editing over to uh, another guy here, and he's, he's holding out on us. <laughs> but as soon as we get it, for anyone who goes and watches that, almost all of that footage was filmed by Wyatt. Yep. So much of it was filmed by Wyatt. So you'll yeah. be able to. Yeah, just well he's in a lot of it too. You're in a ton of it. Uh which is cool that you're there. You're there, you're part of the whole story yeah. now, you know. But um well yeah, it was our my first out of state tag experience, and I could not believe the you know, what what I paid to go shoot a meal yeah. deer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, some uh, expensive meat. <laughs> yeah, it, Yep. So I'm trying to like savor every bite of that thing. Oh yeah. I just made some tacos actually last uh well that's like Tuesday night I posted I was going to do some tacos. Yeah. And then Wednesday, yeah. I I had made them. I put them in the the crock pot, you know. Yep. And, and then it was so blistering hot all week that I just came home. I didn't want to eat anything hot. So it I just did. like laid there. It was hot that day. I drank water and I ate like creamies. And that's like all I ate for two days because it was so hot. Yeah. So last night I finally got the, I made carnitas with the the yep. deer loin. And, and I pulled out of the fridge last night and just reheated it in the microwave. and Finally ate some deer tacos. But man. Just trying to savor every bite of that expensive meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy like, what we do as hunters. This thing, like you start doing some of this over-the-counter stuff and in your own state and things. It, it's it can be pretty inexpensive. Yeah, as far as the tank goes, um, you know you're still paying a lot for all your gear yeah, and, gas and gas and stuff like that. The whole week you're gone or whatever it is, it is very expensive. It's definitely not a cheap hobby. That's for sure. Lifestyles. Not a cheap lifestyle. Yeah. Don't call yep. it a hobby, right? Yep. <laughs> if you're in it, you're in it to win it. So um Man, I just started thinking about your freezer
0: full of meat that went to waste again. Bums me out. Yeah. Uh, Bums us out. I'm sure. You got, is it your only freezer? Uh no, so we have a chest freezer and then we had like a stand up freezer. And the stand up freezer is like went what went on us. Mm. Um and we didn't even like realize it until our little brother went out to get a popsicle. And he come back and he's like, Look, it's all juice. <laughs> oh, and uh, it immediately, like, me and my brother looked at each other. And my dad was out of town. We looked at each other and we're like, Oh, crap. And we just booked it for the freezer and went out there. And there's like blood and water and everything coming out of the freezer and started going through the meat, like, feeling if it was cold enough to keep. And I think we threw about out about 60, 70 pounds of meat. So. That's nuts. Yeah. Way too bad. You gonna replace that freezer soon? Uh, I don't know. It's we plugged it back in and it started working again. So I don't know if we'll keep it and just keep our eye on it. Or you think the circuit just tripped? I don't know. It was still running when we went out. Really? Yeah. It's
2: So just so hot. So out in the garage. Yeah. Is it rated to be out in the garage? You know your freezer has to be
0: rated to be a garage freezer, right? Nope. Yep. But I I I don't know. I'd have to be a question for my dad. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah, if it's
2: if it's not rated for that kind of work, it might be overworking and, and yeah. just uh, the compressor will start probably freezing just up. Off. You know, yeah, it's like your AC will freeze up sometimes. And yep. Then the house is hot and
0: the AC still runs, but yeah, it's that's probably what happened. It was it was weird because it was a it was a hundred degrees that day. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Then. Yeah, but probably got overworked. Just
2: overworked that freezer. Well, too bad. Yeah. Um. So Wyatt Barber Photography, you said you started about three years ago with a yep. camera.
0: Yeah, like really started.
2: I so what do you mean? Like really? So you, you had a camera before that?
0: Yeah, probably my this my first camera I bought about four years ago, um, and then I really started like getting the professional side of it, like get some professional gear mm-hmm. about three years ago. Gotcha. And then uh, I actually like was into it about three years ago. So. Gotcha. So what was your first camera? Um, my first camera was a um, Canon something. It was just like one of them little digital cameras. And then uh, I'd say my first real camera was this Canon 70D that I picked up. And only because it was over like 20 bucks. Yeah. So, and then I was like, okay, I got like a real professional camera.
2: Voiceable lenses and all that.
0: Yep. Um, and then I bought some lenses and uh, started emptying out my wallet and then i was like all right this i could get into this and then ever since then i just every day i can i just go out and shoot photos of anything just so. bugs in the yard oh yeah it's just everything just, just anything yep training my, my sister training um i'll go out and just drive like i was out last night just driving around and uh, just spotting up deer and pretty co- springtime is like one of my favorite times to shoot too because <laughs> i'll Oh, they all have their young, so I was just driving around last night looking for antelope babies. Um little and uh, just driving around and spotted up a few nice bucks. But yeah, that's like that's my hobby right now, is just driving around and taking photos. I don't know why. It's just something that's fun to me, I guess. No, you, that's that's what's awesome. You know, you, you obviously
2: like doing what you're doing. Yeah. And it shows. Those are the people who get good, the people who have the passion for it, yep. you know. It's like you don't feel like oh i have to go do this you know, yeah just, you just know, i got some free time i'm gonna go do what around, I around yeah, yeah. <laughs> so take some photos. some photos that's awesome so you said you started getting more pro gear um mentioned a better body and some better lenses what kind of lenses did you start getting into like, what, what was your first
0: non-kit lens you picked up so i started with the kit lens mm-hmm. and then i started with uh um I think it was a 50 to 250 just another kind of kit lens. And then my first real lens was this Tamron 24 to 70. And I debated between that lens and the Canon lens, same thing, 24 to 70 ended up with going with the Tamron, um, which dropped in price a little bit, still really expensive. I think it ran me like 1200 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, I'm really into this. I yeah. spend. And my parents were looking at me like I'm kind of crazy. Um, and then I picked up a 100-400 not long ago, and then uh, it just kind of skyrocketed from there. Mavic Pro now, drones and gimbals and cameras and everything everything that I need to shoot like a full, full out like film is what I've got right now. So. So you're moving more towards the film side of things, and then just still photography. Um, both. I when I run like out in the field, I carry one camera specifically for. A uh, film, and then one just for photos. You carry two so, cameras. Yep, I will carry two cameras and a weapon. And a, well, I don't know if I'm carrying a weapon that might change. Um, <laughs> when I'm just a dedicated cameraman, I got two cameras, a tripod, and then just my backpack. So yeah, are you using any straps, uh, any gear to uh, hold the cameras? Harnesses. Harnesses. Um, I've like lo- been looking at like the Cotton Carrier. Okay. Um is like one of the big ones. Just like a chest harness that you can put your camera like right on your chest or on your hip. Um, but right now I just carry one on the tripod, my phone camera on my tripod, and then uh my photo camera on it just in my hands. But I need to get um an actual system going up before I start this this fall. I mean, I don't wanna be
2: dropping too many uh plugs for companies we're not affiliated with here, but yeah. there's a there's a company I think called Peak Design. Have okay. you seen those guys? Uh uh-huh they seem like they make a lot of good stuff. I haven't tried any of it, but they make like belts with little clips that go in like your hot shoe and stuff, or not the hot shoe, but like the tripod tripod mount, mount, you know, and then you can just clip it onto the belt in and out real quick and no worry about it jumping off because you're running around through the brush or whatever. Um, Real quick, snap in, snap out kind of stuff. And I, I always wondered if that'd be, you know, good for the the kind of stuff you're talking about, you know.
0: Yeah, the cotton carrier is like super super similar. Um they make ones for your chest, your hip, and uh yeah, so I've been looking at getting one of those for sure. I think there's
2: a you probably follow him. There's a guy out in Utah, in West Valley Utah, who uh takes a lot of wildlife photography and I think he just picked up one of those cotton carriers. I saw
0: I probably know who you're talking yeah, about. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Untamed in images. Untamed, oh yeah. yeah. I followed him for sure. Oh, yeah. I've been following him for a long time. Jason. Jason. Yeah, he's he's a uh, man, he's so good at what he does, isn't he's he? He's ridiculously yeah. good. He's done uh yeah. he did a podcast not long ago and I, I've listened to it probably like ten times over just about photography. Well, let's go check that one yeah. out.
2: Yeah, I saw him pick up that cotton carry, I think they sent it to him and I've always I might have missed it, but I've been wondering but interested to see what his Yeah, kind he's of using it on the field. You know. Yeah yep see what his review is on it because that's that's the thing you know we're out there we try to film a lot of our own stuff like I said we brought you along last year to, to film for us so we didn't have to because yeah it's so hard to film yourself it's, especially in the outdoors it's especially tough. The outdoors so you're always looking for that kind of gear that just helps make some of that easier to to make things more accessible but also keep them out of the way when you right. need them and right. you know you don't have a just your camera strap over one shoulder and your yeah. gun strap over the other yeah they're both flopping Canine around swapping around getting <laughs> wet yeah yeah it's always rough so um yeah so you've mentioned your sister a couple of times down this podcast i, I we might need to clarify for listeners who
0: she is okay um, uh it, yeah it, so she's a professional fighter um i think she's currently four and oh um so she's undefeated, and she's getting ready to head into the UFC Contender Series, um, which is a pretty big promotion, the biggest promotion that you can like go in in, in this game. So, yeah, she's a professional fighter, and uh, that's that's like uh, we've been doing this since we were three years old, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, MMA, and uh, I think that's where I'm headed as well. I'll be coming up behind her, and uh, just I don't know why. I don't know why, um, it just like I said, we've been doing it th- since we were three years old, watching on TV and stuff like that, and we're like, that's something we want to do. So
2: pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this gym. I wish we were. We'll have to take some photos, and post them up. But this gym is pretty cool. Yeah. It's a cool spot.
0: So this is like part of our life. Our yeah. home
2: away from home. This is the. Uh, this this is the business. Yep. This is the family business. This is the right business. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So when your dad's gone, you and your sister are going to take over? Probably. Just keep doing the gym yep. thing. Huh? We'll
0: just keep doing this. Um, I think as long as she's fighting and until I'm done fighting, we'll always have this open and uh, just be running it just because it's really good to get like kids in here and mm-hmm. get them a safe place that they can come in, you know, have some fun. So that's a good outlet. I'm sure. Yep.
2: Now, I never did any of this uh, jujitsu stuff. You guys are a Gracie certified jujitsu.
0: It's just training center here. Yep. Um, what else do you teach? Um, so we teach wrestling. Um, we teach MMA, uh, boxing, kickboxing, everything. Everything. We're like, yeah, we're not really dedicated to teaching anything. Um, we don't teach anything that doesn't work, any of that kung fu stuff, yeah. stuff like that. Um, we teach stuff that, you know. Practical fighting stuff. Practical. Which is why
2: jujitsu is such a, a popular yeah, sport cause these it's days. it's real. It like everyone's getting into jujitsu. Yeah. So like... Like 99% of all the fights you'll ever be in in your life. Go to the ground. Go to the ground. Yep. Any fight just ends up on the ground at some yep. point. And if you're both just scrambling around, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. It's going to be a pretty sad it's fight. It's 50-50 chance. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, just real quick. You said you don't do any of that uh, froofy stuff. Uh, <laughs> None of the fancy stuff. The fancy no. stuff. You know, when I, when I was, I don't know, 12 or something, I think my mom put me into a... Uh, Oh, uh, Taekwondo. And yep. you know, there's a lot of kicking and we I always forget what the little formations were called. You always do like these little yeah. formation things. You get your next belt and stuff and whatnot. But uh you know, for as impractical as it really is in real life. Yeah. It was you know, I learned a lot. Yep. There was some good discipline that came out of it and uh it was a great outlet for just a lot of stuff. as is workout. Yep. You always feel better, you're getting your endorphins up, however yeah. you're doing that. Yeah, I think
0: that's, I mean, 90% of the kids that we have in here aren't in here to learn, like, karate or how to defend themselves. It's just, like, confidence. Mm -hmm. They're getting bullied at school. And most of the time when kids are getting bullied or something like that, they got problems. It's usually because they're not confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. So we not only teach, like, a lot of, um, like, wrestling stuff and chokes and arm locks. We also teach, like, how a kid can, like, build his confidence and just having those techniques and stuff like that helps, just that alone helps a kid to be, like, confident in himself that he knows that he can actually, like, do something if he gets bullied at school the next day, so.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you can tell it's probably working. If anyone goes and sees your sister, Macy, yeah,
0: she is super confident. Yeah. 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 Is any of that a front for, like? It is. I'd say a little bit just only because that's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the fight game. You got to be. In character, a little. Yeah, you can't go in there and be like timid and yeah. you know. You got to go in there to take over. So of course, I don't know. They say that if you are ever at a bar,
2: and there's some big dude like causing trouble. It's not that guy you got to worry about. It's the guy back in the corner. It's yeah, the quiet guy <laughs> in the corner. You got to worry about. Yeah. Never pick a fight with the quiet dude. Never pick a fight with the quiet dude. Yeah. So that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so your sister's a professional fighter and stuff, and. You, with your Wyatt Barber photography page, post a lot of stuff yep. um, regarding that. So is that also a, a direction you want to take your photography?
0: Yeah. So I'll be, right now I'm considered her personal photographer. and uh, Does she yeah. pay you? Not, not yet. When she gets that check from Dana, is she yeah. going to pay Oh, you? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably I'll probably just make her buy me some camera gear. Um, there you go. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanna keep that page as, just kind of following her through her career and uh yeah.
2: Awesome. So you got that side of it, but you're also posting some Rax and Spurs dyed stuff on Wild Barber photography. Yep. You know a lot of wildlife stuff on there as yep. well. Um So yeah, I mean it it looks like you're you're doing it all. Like some guys just do wildlife stuff, some guys just do weddings and right. stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or landscapes, or it seems like people fall into a niche. But you're you're doing a lot of different yeah. things.
0: I get like questions about like what I photograph and like anything that's cool or anything that yeah. like interests me. I'm um, just freelance, whatever. Yeah. I think it's uh,
2: the artist's eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? A good artist will always just do what is interesting. Yep. To, to that person. You know, they don't get stuck in a rut. Right not to say that it's guys who are in ruts or not even might not even be a rut. That's probably a bad word for it. But you know, guys who are like super awesome wildlife photographers.
0: Yeah. I'd say uh, the good thing that comes out yeah. of like getting stuck in a rut is like you become really good at that one thing. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to the, just one of these days I'm just like, just going to focus on wildlife photography mm-hmm. and then just come out of that. And just, just so I'm like really rock solid on my wildlife stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, go Back to doing what I'm doing, but you find you're using a, uh, a pretty powerful lens to do wildlife stuff. Um, usually I'm using, yeah, my 100 to 400 to do 80 percent of my wildlife stuff. How um, close are you getting to your subject? Probably within 200 yards for sure. Um, to get like a decent photo, and if I if I want to just get a photo just to like show somebody, like, oh, yeah, that's what kind of deer is in there or whatever. Um, probably about five, 600 yards you can reach out there. But if you want to get, like, a decent, good photo, um, you got to be within 200 yards. And then it's just a lot of, like, maneuvering, getting yourself set up for the shot, and then uh, being set, actually, like, set up for the shot, like having your camera settings and everything right. Mm-hmm. I remember last night, um, there was a perfect shot. As I was driving down the road, I see these, like, two ducks in the water, and I, like, bail out of the car. <laughs> it was, like, perfect. The sun was just going down. And I ran up there and like stalked all the way up to the side of the lake. And as soon as I started peeking up over, I was just getting my focus ready. And uh, they took off the water, and my every shot was out of focus. I'm like, oh it, man, it made me so mad. <laughs> it's but, frustrating. Uh, that's part of the game.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I always hate that. Like, I've been trying to do more macro stuff. Yep. I, I just, I'm really into that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I love, I love just getting as close as I can to something and take, taking, taking a, a picture of <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny things, you know? Yeah. um But I don't have a macro lens, first of all. You know, I just use my kit lens. So yep. I'm 18 to 55, I think. And that thing is not built for doing what I want it to do. And so, you know, I'm taking all these photos and I think I got these good shots and everything. And then I go back through and everything, one of them is kind of blurry and out of yeah. focus. And it's just. Yeah, I need to... It's frustrating. Practice more, first of all, and then maybe buy a macro lens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so last year, we met you on social media. Yep. Looking for a photographer to come help us out. You hit us up. You came with us. Um, and we were talking about just uh, like how young you and your, your brother are. And I mean, were really. I mean, you're... you're, you're you're a man now yeah basically you know uh,
0: getting there and you got
2: you got some hair on your lip yeah I can see it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah I mean with the Sprax and Spurs thing I th- I just thought it was so awesome that you guys were as young as you were and, and doing this and, and the way that you were doing it and the message you were spreading really just being able to get out there and, and enjoy yeah wildlife nature uh hunting just being a sportsman um you know, there there are a lot of a lot of things young people could be doing, right? You know, and I think that what you guys are doing is probably one of the best things to be doing.
0: So definitely one of the better things, yeah. Absolutely,
2: yeah. So you know, I was really excited about that. It maybe me it kind of inspired me a little bit and everything, and and uh, I've admired it. But I'm worried now because you're talking about going to start doing fighting. Yeah. Are we going to start seeing a decline in racks and spurs if your time becomes taken up by? Fighting,
0: it may just a little bit, but uh, I'm gonna try and keep it going. Hopefully, um, they'll complement each other the fighting and the, the outdoor page and stuff like that. The outdoor stuff, I know that, um, when I do go into fighting, I'm always gonna be an outdoor crazy nut. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never gonna go away from that, that's never gonna change, yeah. But uh, it might for the next few years, we might be focused on the fighting, M- me personally. Um, I think my brother, I don't know, every time I ask him, like, what do you want to do? He's just, I just want to hunt. I just want to hunt fish. It's like, well, okay, but what do you want to do? Like, make money. He's like, I oh, don't know. I just want to hunt. Yeah. It's like, well, you got to do something. Um, so as he gets older, I think he'll take over it a little bit more. Um, but hopefully, after I get my fighting career done, hopefully, I can get in and out of that and make some money. And then I come back to Racks and Spurs Outdoors and, like, um, I've always had a dream of like actually having like a TV show, um, like Dre Outdoors or something like that and, uh, going big with it. So hopefully, like I said, if I become, um, if I become, get my name out there in the fighting industry and then I can transition over to Braxton Spurs Outdoors, do some TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Try and go the Chad Mendez route. Uh, I, I don't know. He, <laughs> he's got the life right now. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. He's, that's, uh, I want what he's doing. He's doing some pretty cool things, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. He still he still fights. Um, he does. Um, not as much as he did in the past, but he's. I think he's still fighting. I think he's got a fight coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to guess, but uh. Yeah, he's yeah. like
2: you were talking. There's always that up and coming, and then on the other side of that, there's the down and out. Yep.
0: You know, and he's, I think. Yeah, I think so he's starting to transition himself going out. Down, so like can, slowly going out. Um, which, it's good. He got his name out there. Now he's got fins and feathers, I think, is his mm-hmm. service. Yeah, we did a podcast with
1: him a while back. Yeah.
0: He's doing a guiding service now, um, which is sweet. Like, that's that's the setup. It's pretty
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah, he had some pretty cool stories, man. He just, uh, and he's all about it, too. Yeah. Which is awesome. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah, he's it. a it's, true hunter. He's, he's not just putting it. something on, yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, I hope uh, hope you don't stop doing Racks and spurs. Like you said, even if you just pick it back up after right. a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think I will ever, like, stop it. Um, I think it will always be something that we're doing, um, just maybe not as much. But. Yep. Yeah, well. Um.
2: Are you comfortable talking about your family history real quick? Yeah. Um, just kind of, I think it would add some perspective on on why you guys are all such avid outdoors people.
0: Um you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Mainly because I'd say we're like super big into the outdoors just because I were raised and uh my dad was raised just always in always in the outdoors like never his dad never like was never like super super soft to him. Um they were always like he had him working at like 8, 9 years old out there. He was a Mason, and he had him. He had our dad working out there, like, every day, mm-hmm. um, which probably you can't do in today's day and age, but <laughs> yeah. he had him out there every day working with him, like a grown man's job. Um, well, I mean, right now
2: you're sitting here running a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu yeah. gym
0: yep. at, at 17 all by yourself. Yeah, so you can kind of <laughs> see how that transitioned um, from our dad. I mean, like I said, growing up, he was just raised, not. And he was never treated like a kid, he was just always treated like a grown man, and then... Mm-hmm. When we when, he, like when he started raising us, it was just you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit around on the couch, you're not gonna watch TV, you're gonna be out doing something, or I'm gonna put you to work. Yeah. So we were always out. Me and my brother were we used to live in the mountains and we were always out in the woods, like always all the time running trail cameras. Even like in the dead of summer, we'd be out there running trail cameras, yeah. seeing like does, and we didn't care. Um, but just always out in the woods and uh just always hunting like i don't know just went just went with like the territory of being outdoors and then uh yeah so that's that's kind of how we were raised and uh just never been super big into you know stay inside we or going hanging out with friends um i think we went and saw a movie i think last week and that was rare like yeah. to go see a movie um did you get antsy towards the end
2: Towards the end of uh, the movie. I mean, it's like, oh, I for me, you. like if I try to sit and watch a whole movie anymore, it's like oh, I, I get, get halfway it, yeah. through and I'm into it for like half yeah. the movie and then I just get anxiety that I'm not doing something. Right. Yeah. And so then I have to finish it later.
0: We did. Yeah. We went to the theater and you, I just get a little antsy just because like, I just don't like being like inside or just, just being there for that long. It's like, this is too long to be doing something. So. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah. Um, but that's rare. Like. For us to go, like, we never go out and hang out with friends just because all our friends right now aren't into the outdoors. They're like, you want to come and play video games? Like, no, I don't play video games. <laughs> I don't so do I, that. I know. No. Right, like, you want to go shoot some fish in the river? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, so it's it's how we were raised. Um, I think it's how we we're always going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped us a lot, not only in the outdoors, but also in, like, life and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. It's good to have a solid background and some work work ethic. Yeah, you know, for sure,
2: more people's dads need to kick them off the couch.
0: Yeah, a lot more.
2: I I keep thinking I'm gonna get rid of the TV at my house because my daughter's she's four and she spends too much time on the TV already. Yeah, she can pick out her own show on Netflix and all that. So
1: yeah,
0: it's it's pretty funny. We were um, Monday we were on the ride here and uh, I was sitting in the truck with my dad and we're going down the highway and. This guy comes out of the radio and they're talking about like statistics and stuff like that. And they're like, during the summer, um, you know, what are parents supposed to do with their children, like, or their kids, you know, when all they want to do is sit around on the couch? And my dad looked at me, he's like, What are they supposed to do with them? Like, they're supposed to either put them to work or just kick them out of the house. Like, you're not going to just sit around. And they were talking about like how you're going to entertain them during the summer. Yeah. And my dad was just, he was blown away that. You have to entertain your kids. It's
2: There's kids. This, this ridiculous notion that kids have to be stimulated constantly. Yeah. And that, that's not the case. Like, you just you just need to kick them off the couch. Yep. We're put them spent, outside. Yeah. They'll find some. I found something to do. You guys found something to do. Yep. You know, I, I was never bored in the summer. Ever. Yeah. Three months off was not enough time to do all the things I wanted to right. do. Right. You know? It yep. was always something to go do. And I spent most of it running up and down the same street in my little neighborhood. Nope. Yep. But... I was completely fine I learned a lot of things On that street You know and Right I was outside Enjoying some yep. sunshine
0: You learn a lot When you Can't just sit around And do whatever you want You actually gotta do go nothing Yeah Just watching actually, other people Do stuff yep, basically When you actually gotta go out And do something and you're like Okay This is what the world is like Like This is what I'm going into mm-hmm. It's time to get a grip On what I'm doing here So Yeah Yeah well, I think it's great that you guys were
2: couchless. Yeah, definitely couchless. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll get rid of the couch in my house too. There you go. No couch, no TV. Just uh just a wide open front door. Sounds like a good day. It sounds like a good <laughs> yeah. a good place to hang out. Yep. Well, Wyatt, is there anything else you want to chat about? No, I think that's
0: I think we covered just about everything.
2: You got anything coming up with Rax and Spurs that you're wanting to talk about, promote, or with white bar photography? Um anything.
0: Obviously Macy's fight is coming up. So um go check her out, Macy, the future world champ, um, on Instagram and stuff like that. But her fight is coming up, so um if she gets into this UFC, everything's gonna blow up. Um so she's going into the contender series right now. Yep. She's in Utah
2: at the moment, training yep for the contender series training up with her boxing coach so she's not actually in the contender series at the moment like you can't go and watch the show right now is that what you're talking about
0: um no she's not in the actual show right now so it's uh, right. a yeah. it's like
2: like pre-show training at the moment yep okay and uh once again you said her handle is uh the future world champ yep all one word yep no underscores or periods or that well, like. I think
0: there's periods in between the um in between each word so okay
2: yep. period in between every word the future world champ yeah and you you sent me the last two fights she was in just over like a text message yeah and i i think i told you the last fight you sent me i was out on the front porch just enjoying myself outside on the front porch you know and uh you sent me that text and i started watching it and uh i got a busy street people start walking up and down a lot there's a lot of people walking their dogs in the middle of denver and uh I sit there by myself watching this and I start screaming at the phone like yeah, No, yeah. no. <laughs> they uh Yeah. Can anyone go watch that fight?
0: Yeah. Um just search Macy Barber versus Audrey Perkins and it should pull up. So that yeah. was a good fight. That was a good fight. That was That's a really pro- good probably fight. Probably her best performance um yet. And we're hoping that this one's gonna be even better. She just keeps like evolving and getting better. So this one. This one's gonna be a good fight. And this one will be on Fox, ESPN, stuff like that. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, it's definitely apparent that she's uh getting better all the time, you know. She's she's definitely great at uh jujitsu. Yep. Definitely great at that. I mean, yeah. You definitely don't, don't want to get her, her on her. the ground. Yeah, don't mess with her. And then uh I remember just just the two fights that I saw, just working with the boxing coach. She did a lot of work with the boxing coach between those two fights. Yeah. Um, right. There was I forget where they were, but the one was in Vail. The last one was in Vail. Yep. And the one previous to that was? The previous was in Dallas. In Dallas. And between those two fights, I remember there was a lot of work with the coach, the yeah, boxing she, coach.
0: she picked up a new coach, Matt Pena, um, and started working with him a lot more. Yeah. And it was very apparent in the last
2: fight in Vail. Yeah. Uh, it was just, striking it increased oh, yeah. by a ton. yeah. So it was like, her. It was Audrey Perkins? Yep. You could tell she, there was no rest for that girl. Yeah, she was working the entire she, time. She couldn't decide if she wanted to be standing or if she wanted to be on the ground. There's no there's no safe zone for her. Yeah. It's unreal. But uh so that's yeah, it's coming up. Her getting to the contender series. Um what about what about you? Anything
0: you want to throw um, out as there? As far as like myself, white rubber photography, racks and spurs outdoors. Um racks and spurs outdoors, we don't have anything coming up until the fall and uh, hunting season starts going and hopefully we're going to get a lot more videos, like, up on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, last year, I just wasn't set up for it. Didn't have, like, the gear that I wanted, so I didn't film as much. So hopefully this year I can get some really nice film um, and get some more YouTube videos posted. So, awesome. That coming up, yeah. Awesome. What did, what did you
2: pick up to uh, do more film with?
0: Uh, that new Sony a6500. Um, that's, like, my film camera now. Uh, and a zoom crane gimbal and uh but that's like my combination right now that's super smooth shots and yeah how how practical is that set up in in the woods so i won't be using the actual gimbal in the woods but for like the b-roll shots around camp and i'll use it for like more of the like super nice shots and then uh probably will leave it at camp i won't be carrying that into the woods i'll be getting an actual rig so uh but the camera itself is is pretty sweet. And you shot, for us last year, with a,
2: what was that Was that video camera?
0: So I shot with Canon. you guys. I used one of your guys' cameras, and I used my DSLR. I used the Canon 70D, and then uh, I used your guys' Canon G30. Oh, that's right. Or, but you had a G20, you said. Yeah, I had a G20. But you didn't bring that. You just used the G30 we, we brought. Yeah I, brought your, yeah, I used your G30, and I after that I was like All right, I need some serious camera like yeah. I need to get my own stuff and then uh, I went out and bought that Sony A6500 so I don't recall which camera Ryan brought but it was a Sony A7S oh, yeah, S. Yeah, yeah. he brought he an had, A7S yeah he yeah. had the A7S
2: and your camera is like you said the precursor to that
0: yeah it's like the it's the camera that came out before that it's like the A7S little brother so wh- why did you decide on that camera uh, um just because it's, it had everything that I wanted. Um, and I was debating between that and the a7S. And I was actually talking to Sam about it because he runs that same camera. Sam Soholt. Yep. Um, and I was talking to him about it because he runs that um, same a7S. And he's just like, for what you get out of it, just go with the a6500 or with the really? a6700. And I was like, okay. And uh, it does all the f- same frame rates. I think the a7S might be a little bit better in like low light, stuff like that. But the A sixty five hundred is a beast. And I mean, it's a four K camera. It is a four K camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. But a a big price difference between the two right now. Uh yeah, the A I think the A 7s or might be the A seven R Mark three right now is like two grand, um, and the A sixty five hundred for the body is just just under a thousand dollars. So gotcha. Yes,
2: yeah, so you're cutting that price in half. Yeah.
0: So for anyone listening, wanting to get into it. Do it why it's doing. Yep. There's yeah. a good camera body for you. And what lenses are you running on that? You run a Canon glass on that? Uh yeah, I run that Tamron twenty four to seventy and the one hundred four hundred with a uh Sigma adapter is what I use on that. Very cool. Yep. Good option. That's why I hear a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. That's what Ryan was doing last year too. Yeah. He had a he had a really nice setup and I even asked him, he's just and uh I think he said to go with the A7 you had the money and i was like well i don't so yeah uh, that's the thing for a lot of us it comes down to yeah what you can afford Yep. um but yeah i talked to him quite a bit he said the i6500 is a nice camera too yeah. so i ended up going with that i think he was borrowing all that gear from his his job yep, yep. yeah he didn't own any of that so no don't, don't listen to him on <laughs> <No>. price
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the pain yeah well Wyatt, I, I hope you get some uh good footage this year and yeah hope uh, i see some cool videos this fall? Yep. I'm waiting or for your guys' spring? video. I'm ready for it. We might have to get that footage back from our buddy here and see if we just pay you to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'd be down. I sure as crap do not have the time or the patience to sit there and go through the learning curve of editing. Oh, it's, it's a pain. And uh, you're definitely you're definitely getting better and better every time I see you post something. It's awesome. Yeah. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I love watching all your stuff. It's always fun to follow along with racks and spurs. Yeah. So if anyone's not following racks and spurs right now, you really need to. I mean, these guys are, like, the next generation. Like, just. Yep. You're. Of
0: everything. Just
2: <laughs> Yeah, of yeah. everything. I mean, I learned a whole bunch about fighting stuff today, too, that I didn't realize how yeah. into it you really were. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, as far as outdoor industry stuff goes and following along with hunting and fishing and all that stuff, slaying turkeys. Yep, these guys. Watch yep. their stuff. Racks and spurs outdoors, all one word? Uh Yes. And then that's on everything. Braxton Spurs Outdoors for Instagram, yep. Facebook, YouTube. Yep. yep. Anything else?
0: Twitter? Uh, no, no Twitter.
2: Good. Yeah, there's no point. No point no. in Twitter. You're just going to get angry Donald Trump tweets at that. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, thanks a lot, White. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank
0: you for having me on. Yeah.